praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles. Tukule Bible za fame kitabu cha vikola vya watume sura ya 2 from verse 1 Now the day When the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole place where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with tongue with other tongues as the spirit gave them and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews devout men from every nation under heaven and when this sound occurred the multitude came together could you reduce please the, the volume thank you and when this sound occurred the multitude came together and we are confused because everyone had them speak in his own language then they were all amazed and marveled saying to one another look are not all these who speak galileans and how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born Vasforte. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them saying Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that and that day about 3000 souls were added to them. and they continued steadfast in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as everyone had need so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house 
they they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising god and loving and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved Father, may you bless your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The day of Pentecost caused a major, major shift on the earth. The time when the angel appeared to Mary that day was a major day. The day that the Holy Spirit came down and overshadowed her was another major moment. Because I believe that when the, when the angel told Mary that you will receive, you'll conceive, and that which you will conceive will be the son of God. And Mary said, how will this be? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And so I believe that at that very moment, as the angel was speaking, the Holy Spirit wasn't coming. Or, or he didn't come at that very moment. But he came. And he overshadowed him. And the Bible does not speak on when he came. And, and overshadowed him. Overshadowed her. Praise the Lord. But that was another major moment. I believe. When Jesus. Yesu. Came forth. Into the womb of Mary. The other major moment. Is when Jesus was born. Which I believe caused a major, major change. The day Jesus was born. Amen. Amen. And through that period, after he's born, he grows up. The other major moment, I believe, was when he was baptized. As the Holy Spirit came down upon him. And a number of other things definitely took place. Another major moment that I believe was when Jesus was arrested and crucified the day he died major moment and the other one is when he rose from the grave praise the Lord and another one is when he ascended he went back to heaven praise the Lord before he went back to heaven he left instructions to the disciples stay in Jerusalem. Don't go out. Stay. Wait for the Holy Spirit. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So the day of Pentecost was another major moment in this journey of redemption when the Holy Spirit came down upon those who were in the upper room and he filled their lives. Men who were timid 
Men who had been fearful, they became strong, they became powerful, and on that very day, Peter stands, because he's filled with the power, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he stands and preaches the gospel. And the Bible says, 3,000 people got saved. Praise the Lord. And after that, the Bible says that they continued together daily in the temple, fellowshipping together, and from house to house, breaking bread. And the Bible says that those who had possessions, they sold them. And they came and distributed amongst themselves. And everyone had everything in common. Praise the Lord. Two things. Number one. What happened to the 3,000 people that got saved? Did they get together in one place. They continued in fellowship, the sharing of the word, in the doctrine of the apostles. Did they just sit in one place and daily went to the temple? The 3,000, were they all from that area? Maybe not. Because there were so many in the city. But also 3,000 people is not a small number. Sitting together in the temple. 3,000 people. I don't know how big the temples were at that time. Maybe those that got saved, some of them went back in their homes or to their places. Maybe Maybe as some came from so many other places, came to the Lord, and they went back to those different places. But what happened? And then, of course, there are those who are in the upper room, the 120, and even more that were added to the church daily. Because the Bible says that, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Praise the Lord. So let us ask ourselves, those who are being saved and added on the church, where were they? Where were they staying? Where were they living? Where were they fellowshipping from? Amen. So look at the 3,000 and look at the daily addition. So we don't know how many daily were added to the church. But by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of months, what was happening? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us, the second thing, I want us to think and relate the experience of the upper room of Pentecost to the church today. And you are the church. We are the church. So looking at the global 
church of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. From Pentecost, what should we crave for? What should we go for? One, should we look and crave and desire the the cloven tongues of fire that came over their heads. How many of you have had fire on your head? Tongues of fire. Besides that fire that burns within Okay, how many of you have seen fire on top of people's heads? None of us. At least I, as for one, have not, have not seen any. So I ask myself then, should we look at the church today and Pentecost as a desire for the cloven tongues of fire? When they spoke in tongues, the Bible says that they spoke in different languages. There were maids there, they were Arabs, those from Asia. The Bible says, speak with other tongues as a spirit gave them utterance. Amen. And in verse 6, it says, and when, they, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and we are confused because everyone had them speaking his own language. And the Bible says from every nation on the earth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I don't know whether we are there in Jerusalem that day we are there I don't know but the Bible says from every language on the earth praise Jesus Amen so let us also understand that the Bible talks of speaking in tongues as a heavenly language, a tongue of angels, so we can speak the unknown. And they spoke that, but also they spoke languages that were understood by those who were around. Praise the Lord. So, what was the impact of Pentecost? What was the impact of Pentecost? And how would we relate Pentecost to our living today? Our being here today as believers who are alive today. Hallelujah. I believe that we speak in tongues as they spoke in tongues. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Are we, are we looking for that very experience that they had? Is that what we are looking for as a church? Is that what is going to come in the years to come? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that we already have what they received. 
Because when the Holy Spirit came down and filled them and they began to speak in tongues, many of us believe we believed in God, we believed in the Holy Spirit, and some many of us speak in tongues. But let us take it further. When we look at the church then and us today, should we gather in one place having daily fellowship, breaking bread daily like they did? Should we be in one place and we sell our possessions, all of us, we sell our possessions and come and divide amongst ourselves so that we all have everything in common? Should we do that? Praise the Lord. I believe that the church of Jesus has been evolving, moving forward, moving from one experience to another experience, moving from one system to another system, growing. Hallelujah. Amen. The church today lives in a time that is so different from the early church. The early church they had no vehicles, cars. Yes, they used donkeys and horses and many of those things to move. Today, we look at cars. Cars. Hallelujah. Amen. And there is no car that you get water and fill that car with water. I've heard of people who pray for cars. They got stuck. They prayed for the car. And the car moved even when fuel had run out. I don't know whether that is a way of doing things or whether that is a one of things, something that can happen maybe once, praise the Lord, or something that you call a miracle. Today, the fuel of diesel is around 5,700 plus. I was in Mubende the other day and yesterday and, and fuel is at 6,000. 6,000 plus. And this fuel is increasing. The church, the early church did not have that. They did not look at that. I ask myself, their children, if they had children, were they going to school? Were their schools at that time? How were they? Now look at Uganda. 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 Over um, maybe a hundred plus years ago, maybe 150 or so, we, we did not have formal schools. Formal education comes to Uganda through the missionaries. Through the missionaries. Yes, they found our way of doing things, but the missionaries brought in formal education. They brought in, they brought in um, hospitals. 
Formal way of doing things. People never used to have clothes like we have today. They used to put on back clothes. Now we have clothes. And in various ways. So, you look at the church. You look at Pentecost. And you look at the power of the Holy Spirit in relation to the times in which we live. One of the things that you ask yourself is that how should we relate with the Holy Spirit in light of all these changes that are taking place, that have taken place in our lives? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I know some of these things are a little bit um, weird to some of you, but I want you to hang in there. We, we will arrive somewhere. There will be a convergence. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 5. But also for this very reason, Giving all diligence. Add to your faith vacuum. To vacuum knowledge. To knowledge self-control. To self-control perseverance. To perseverance godliness. To godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are, are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so... An, ent an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to look at, I, I know that there are many things in these verses, but I want us to look at what the Bible says to your faith add. To your faith, add on these things. And he lists them. So let's ask ourselves the question. Is faith absolute? Is, does faith stand all by itself? And all that you need is it faith. Praise the Lord. There is that coming to the Lord we got saved by faith. Through faith. Amen. We believed in him. And we are filled with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit that comes upon you, that comes upon the church, what does he do after? What does he do in the inside of you? What does he cause you to do? How does he cause you to think? How does he cause you to look at life? Look at yourself. Looking at others, all the things that you do. Now, the Bible lists a number of things and it says add these things onto faith. Add vacuum. Add knowledge. Add self-control. Add perseverance. Add godliness. Add brotherly kindness. Add love. These things are being added on what you have. And that is faith. In other words, how much do you have as a believer? How much value has been added on you? Since you got saved, since you became a member of the church, since you became a minister, how much value has been added unto you? Now, when you look at verse 11, we says, For so, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, hear what the Luganda Bible says. There will be no lack of richness, abundance. These are not possibly physical riches, but look at the things that are listed up there that once they are added onto your life, your life becomes the real light to the world. Your life becomes the real soul on the earth. In other words, your life gains more value. 
Games more value that it is not only the getting saved. Getting saved is the entry point. You came to the Lord. You believed in Him. And it's not only the feeling of the Holy Spirit that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were surrounded by His presence. And what happened after? The church kept on growing. As they kept on growing, did they keep on selling what they have? When they sold the initial things, did they get more or not? Hello? Mm-hmm. When they sold what they have in the beginning and they shared and they had everything, had everything in common and they sat there, they continued in the word, they shared the word, they broke bread. Was that it all? Did the church remain there? No. A time came, there was persecution, there was a scattering all over the world. And wherever those people went, they were preaching the gospel. They were continuing in advancing the kingdom of God. So the church kept on evolving. Until here we are today. That we who are here today, we are living in a different time than the early church. And so as we focus on the Holy Spirit and the power of God and relating with the Lord, how does that apply to us today? What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Does it mean to sit down and you only speak in tongues? Does it mean having fire over your head? What does it mean? I seriously believe as the Bible says, add these things unto you. Your life becomes better in terms of character and in terms of functioning. Character and functionality. What you do is part of your life and it is part of your relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Praise the Lord. We see that when there was formlessness, when there was a void, God spoke. And before he spoke, his spirit was moving over. He was hovering over. And the Lord spoke. And he said, let there be. And there was light. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus declared in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light. I am the light of the world. 
praise the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. The Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Praise the Lord. And he says in verse 15, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before men, before men, that they may see your good works that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together? Are we still together? So the Bible is talking of light. Who are you? You are the light. And the Bible says, let your light shine before men. Let your light shine before men that they may see. What do they see? That they may see your good works. Let your light shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Yes. So the church of today, how do we convert light, life that you have into things that people see? People don't see your praying. People don't see your lifting of hands. Do we have students here? If you're a student, put up your hand. Good. Students, let me ask you. When you go to school or university or wherever you study from, do they see your worshiping, lifting hands? Pardon? Do they see your fasting? Do they see it? They don't see it. But you fast, don't you? You pray, don't you? 
You worship, don't you? You read the Bible, don't you? Praise the Lord. But there are things that they see. What do, what do your teachers see? They see your work. What you write. What you do. Practical things that you do. Your fellow students, they see your behavior. Praise the Lord. That's what they see. Their works that you do. The danger that the church has had is that we cut off the works that things that we do we cut them off and we put them aside and we want only the life of praying and worshipping and reading the word to be the main thing of the only thing that people should see are we together? That's why you may find a young girl or young boy who may say, I am quitting school because I'm going to preach the gospel. And they're still young. What they are lacking is that they are failing to understand that the call is there. And that God wants to develop that person to the level that when the works begin to come out, that those things that we do, the weight that they carry will be so strong the weight of works. Amen. Amen. The weight of works, the quality of works, the excellence that comes out of you, that it will be so strong that it will be bringing glory to your Father. Hello? How many of you You saw someone who failed in school. Who, who failed an exam. And they went back and the whole village made a party for them. Put up your hand. Have you seen that? No. Do you know why? People celebrate goodness. Let's take it further. When God created the earth, every day he created, at the end, what did he say? What did he say? Shout it, please. He said that it was good. What does that mean? God, God evaluates he, he, he doesn't just do things. He evaluates. God 
Let me ask you. What do you do that is seen? Hmm? What is that that you do that is seen? All that God created. We could see them. Afterward, he said, that is very good. It means when he created, he looked back and he saw what is coming out of you. You have the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have Jesus in you. But what do you see? What do you see in your life? What do you do that is visible? What have you established and you said that is good? I've done that, that, that is good. Praise the Lord. People don't want to have their lives evaluated. And especially when it comes to the church. And more so when it comes to ministry. People don't want to give a report of what they do, of the assignments they were given. Jesus, I mean the Bible says, God saw that it was good. The decision of whether something is good or bad, it does not depend on, on emotions. It depends on facts. Facts. Things that you've seen, things that you do, and they're real. Amen. Amen. It is not persuasion. It is not persuasion. But it is facts. So when the church of Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit and we say we have the Holy Spirit, we have the power of God, Jesus is in us, he dwells in us, what is he doing? What is he causing us to do? What is he bringing out of you? And through you, 
One other thing that we see with God is that when he created after six days the Bible says that he saw and everything was very good. Very good. What does that mean? God began, looked at the collective effort. And Birunji was very good. What does that mean? As the Lord individuals, as individuals, that what you do is good, what everyone is doing is good, but at the end of it all, he wants to see the outcome of everyone and say, out of everyone, Amen. And he says, this is very good. It means that God elevates aggregate as opposed to individualism. The aggregate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why all of them were filled in the upper room. Did all of them stand and speak on that day? No. But also the church of Jesus was not only about the speaking on that day. It did not end at speaking on that day. Amen. It was not the speaking. After that, there was the living, the growing, the continuity. Amen. Amen. Are you going to look at yourself as Peter? As John the Baptist? No. Why? You have to pay rent. But from rent, you need to build your own house. The others said, the other ones, they said, we left everything and followed you. What shall we get therefore? Did they leave everything? Yes. They left their houses. They left their jobs. They were fishermen. They left everything. And they followed him. Praise the Lord. You. Or let's put it this way. The 3,000 that God saved that day. Did they also leave everything. And followed Jesus. No. Praise the Lord. So, Amen. how do you see yourself as a believer? Someone filled with the Holy Spirit. Someone filled with the power of God. And the Lord is with you. And how do you see that? Translated. Converted. Converted. Into your day-to-day life. The things you do. The work you do. 
What is that that you've done that, is, that can be seen? What work are you doing? How much money are you getting? You might not be getting money today. But how much are you prepared to get ahead? Because you might be studying now. You're building a foundation. Amen. Amen. But where is your life going? You're a believer. The Bible says that if the sword loses its favor, it is thrown out, out, out and men trample over it. So how do people trample over sword? He has said you are the salt. What does that mean? How does the world trample? Oh, how do men trample? If you're there and you're born again, mm-hmm. and you go back home where you're born, and you find other people have prospered and they have done different investments and you're there also as a believer and you sit with them when you're grown, you're mature when they begin talking about building or to do some uh, investments. Someone says, I have given these many millions and the other. You come out and you say, I'll pray. Do you know what will happen? They will, see they, they, will see, they will see like you have no substance in you. What will they say? They begin trampling over you. They begin trampling over you. What is ah, this one saying? This one saying? But you, you know who you are. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know yourself. You're filled with God. But what you're full of cannot convert it into tangible things and what can be seen. Mm-hmm. Now the church especially in Uganda that's why you've caused a lot of problems. Believers are just used to being prayed for prophesy to my life. I want to get money. Prophesy. I want this uh, Now a believer who is wise and who is strong sits back waiting for God to work on their behalf. There are many promises that are upon this believer. But this believer has not gotten the wisdom to convert the promises of God into fulfillment. 
Amen. Amen. I want us to ask ourselves the 3,000 believers who came to the Lord that day, what did they do afterwards? Did they all just sit? That all the years that have passed, let me tell you. The church of Jesus, many times, it has been a follower of the world. That the world moves so much in terms of technology, in terms of innovation. Are we together? Innovation. And for us as a church, we sit back and we even begin to fight the innovation that has come. Why? We look at our lives as only speaking in tongues because we are full of the Holy Spirit. When this service ends today, you're going somewhere. You're going to your home. Is everyone here going to go with you? Is your pastor going to go with you? These things that you see here, are they going to go with you? No. They are not. So whatever that is here is a system functions put in place to help you relate with God better, receive from God, worship God, hear the word that is being shared and receive it and it works in you and then you go out and convert it into works. Works. Now the works we look at is not stealing. Not lying. I will not lie. If you don't lie, if you don't lie, what else do you do? Yes, you've not fornicated. But what are you doing? I mean. Amen. So our lives. Let's read this scripture again. First Peter. Peter. First Peter. Chapter one. Second Peter. Sorry. Peter. Second Peter. Chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Peter Chokubiri Suresoka. Verse eight. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Kati. If you are, have the things unfruitful, mm. 
Lessness, brethren, is one strong thing that the church has to overcome. Lessness. Hmm? Hmm. Unfruitful. Abatabara. Yes, we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But these things that you are adding on yourself, understanding causes you to be fruitful. And fruitfulness in the things that you do. Praise the Lord. Brethren, the church cannot be there that gives everyone money. Whoever has any, the school fees, the This month, and the coming six months, may the Lord help us 
that will end this year. And we look back and say, it was good. It was good. Amen. You've worked with God. You've been praying. You've been reading the Bible. You've been worshipping Him. But all that have strengthened you to do certain things. You love the Lord with your strength. Loving the Lord with your strength means you are putting your strength to use. Good use. Loving God with your mind means you develop your intellect, your intellect, and then you use your intellect to do things. So the things that come out of you and you say this is good. And the Lord says this is good. Amen. Your relationship with God gives birth to certain things. We are not looking for things. We don't do things as the, the world does But we are in the world. But we are not of the world. This is the world that we are in. We need to eat. And we are not going to ask God to drop food from heaven. But we are going to do it. We're going to work for that food. Uh, uh, mm. That is not godly, is it? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Is it godly? Mm? I'm going to work for uh, my food. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit and sleep and the Lord will rain food. I've reached somewhere and uh, I've bought myself a plot. I've built a house. Mm. I'm no renting. And it's not only my house. But I'm also a landlord. Now built, even there are those that are renting from me. You. You a child of God. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of strength. The strength that that is producing certain things. That's what you're doing. The works that you're doing. Let me finish with this. I pray that the Lord helps us to understand. There is a nation called Singapore. 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 In Asia. In Asia. Singapore was a very poor nation. But also Singapore used to be part of Malaysia. But it used to be part of Malaysia also. So at one time they got independent. The British were the ones ruling over them. But eventually they became, they got off Malaysia and became independent. There is a man called um, Lee Kuai Ning 
He went to England to study. And he stayed there and studied. That one time, he said, he got out of the train. When he got out of the train, he saw across the road there was a table and newspapers. But there was no one that was selling those newspapers. But you saw someone come, pick up the, the newspaper and deposit the money and goes. Someone comes, puts money, gets the change that he needs and takes the newspaper. He looked at that and people were doing that and he said, what's this? It touched him so much, but he knew it was a way of life. Culture. It was a culture. There are these people. Their mind was so engraved in the way where there's no stealing, not taking what is not yours. Amen. Amen. Today, I don't know whether you can do that here. Mm. You can find that all the newspapers are gone. The newspapers are gone, the money, they stole the table and everything. Even the, the soil can be scooped away. But what happened? This man goes back to their land and he says, I'm going to build my nation. And he began in a humble way when they become a nation, uh, Singapore. That's, this is why I'm speaking this. It's a long this. story. Um, but also you can read his book um, um, from, from, from Third World to First World. This man says, when they're going to become independent, the British told them that they may give them aid. They said, we are going to give you aid. And this man said, no. We are not going to take your aid. He said, we are going to work to develop our own nation using our own hands and using our own brains. They refused. And look at Singapore now. I'll get you the the statistics at one time. But their standards are so high. Their way of living, their GDP, their health culture uh, system, their education system, everything is high. But look at Africa. Look at Uganda. Our mind is on aid. And this aid that we've been getting over so many years, we've not been able to harness our own resources to make a difference. And it comes to the church and it's the same thing. 
It's the same thing. Give me. Give me. Give me. And even when you are given, you are unable to grow what you've been given. And let's put it this way. We have the Holy Spirit and the Lord who is in us. But we are stuck. We are stuck. Even those who work, their mind is on leaving home, going to work. Work home. Work home. And they cannot think beyond that system. Beyond that system. That people are working and working and they are becoming older and older and older and they are still working. And that's why you find that many retire. And they have nothing to fall back to. Why? Because of mindsets. Is this too much? I wish I knew some of these things that I know today. 20 years ago. But I thank God that the foundation is there, which is God. But unto that, what do we add on? Add unto your faith. Add unto your faith. So you can only focus on growing faith and growing faith. If you have faith like a mustard seed, you speak to the mountains. Move, How many mountains have you moved? May the Lord help us that we may understand the secrets that the mysteries that we have, the mysteries of the Bible and our relationship with God. Let's pray. I want you to talk to the Lord. Father, forgive us. Lord, we've let you down in so many areas. Lord, we've not been able to convert our conversations with you and convert them into activities into programs that make a difference. Father, forgive us. And Lord, we ask you that God, you help me, you help all of us, especially this month and this coming six months, Lord, that we will understand this relating with the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, Lord. The Lord of glory, yes, Lord God, we need the power that raises the dead and and, and, and the lame walking and all that. But Father Lord, there is more to that. There is more to that. Lord, we ask you in the name of Jesus, where we've brought a bad name to you, a bad name from our communities, a bad name from our families, a bad name, my Father, from our friends, oh God, because we did not rise, we did not make a difference, Lord. We do not step into our positions, oh God, to become leaders of influence, to become leaders, oh God, that affect our world. But Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, 
Release the freshness of your spirit upon us, the freshness of your power and your glory, my Father, that as we stand, Lord, and walk with you, there will be a greater difference. And men will see our works and glorify our Father in heaven. And that, Father, our works will not come out of having a corrupted life, having a mindset of the world, Lord, but the mind of Christ. Lord, have your way. Have your way in us, O oh God. We give you praise. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I, I pray that as you get into this new month, you're walking with God. You're relating with God. But also, I want God to help us here that will have live testimonies at the end of this month, at the end of this year, there will be live testimonies. What God made, the Bible says He saw that was good. What do you see? What do you see in your life? What do you see out of you? Is it good? And then the sum total. Is it very good? May you get a hold of your offering. You may be seated. The enemy fights mainly your functionality, your functioning. He might do that by affecting your character, but, but character is not the end result. The end that he's looking for is your functionality. What you do, what comes out of you, your fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. That is what he's fighting. And I pray that God will help all of us resist the enemy, overcome him and make a difference in our lifetime. Praise the Lord. What is going to take us to heaven is our relationship with Him, our confession in Him. But on top of that, he will ask us what I gave you, the talents I gave you, the wisdom, what did you do with it? And will give an account. Praise the Lord. I pray that each one of you, it doesn't matter where you are now, six months down the road, one year, two years, five years, we could give ourselves a target 
that by, by 2025 or 2026 if we say 2025 those are three years maybe and a half 2026 let me tell you the greater the outcome the greater the preparation Amen. Amen. So you don't just rush because you are overwhelmed. You are, you, are, you, you, you are beaten by what you've heard. And so let me do this, let me do that. You begin by preparing. You begin by going back to your creator. He knows everything. And he begins to process you. And he begins to straighten you. He says, let's begin with this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And begins by planning. Planning. Part of preparation. Jesus said, you can't build without planning. Building a plan and also knowing how much it will cost. Amen. May God bless you as you give.